Hey gorgeous, it's Denise here and I want to invite you to my brand new free workshop series. It's about leveraging your strengths so you can make more money with ease. There are eight different money archetypes and you will be one of them. Which one are you? Are you a ruler, a romantic, a connector, an alchemist? Ooh, so interesting. All you have to do is go to denisedt.com slash quiz, take the quiz You can get your free three-part workshop on how to find out your strengths, find out your challenges, and work out what you can do about them. Plus, you'll be introduced to some amazing entrepreneurs who share your archetype so you can get inspired to take your business to the next level. Take the quiz at denisedt.com slash quiz, and I can't wait to hear your archetype. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind There's gotta be a better way It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper Welcome to Chill and Prosper You're ready to chill and prosper With Denise Duffield Thomas Hey there, gorgeous. It's Denise here and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. A big shout out to everyone listening in their car and also a big shout out to all the kids that might be listening too. Hi guys. Hi, it's Denise here. Um, I've heard from so many of my listeners that they listen with the kids in the car and I know sometimes I have a little few swear bears and I'm really sorry about that. But also I think it's so cute when um, kids sing along to the song or anything like that. Always send me those videos. It's just so much fun to see all your family members. And, um, you know, my kids have grown up listening to me like listening to podcasts and occasionally I'll put you know I won't put it on but occasionally I'll be listening to a podcast and then mine comes on and I'll just go oh I'll listen to that and they'll just be like oh and you know what all of this stuff rubs off and I want to give you a really quick example before we get into today's episode um Piper got one of those little um jewelry boxes that has a little mirror in it you know those little ones it doesn't have a ballerina but it has a little mirror and um she came in today and she was really upset because Willow had written something on the mirror and she was like, it's not coming off because she'd written it in like a whiteout pen. And I went, Willow, I can't believe you did that. And then I had a look at what she wrote. Oh my God, this is so good. She wrote a little arrow and it says, this is a strong, beautiful woman. This is a strong, beautiful woman. And I guess she did it. So when her sister looked at herself in the mirror... She could see that affirmation, even though she can't read. She's five, almost five. This is a strong, beautiful woman. And I think, I don't think I've ever explicitly said to her, oh, babe, you know, you should write affirmations on your mirror. It's a really good manifesting process. But she's obviously seen me talk about it or she's heard it on my podcast or, you know, I don't know. She's heard it when Mark's been editing videos of me talking about it. So they're always listening And I just think it's so cool when things like that happen. Um, So, yeah, shout out to all the kids listening. Um, Yeah, it makes me so happy. Okay, so today we are talking about um, business models. Oh, that's a bit of a downer, isn't it? Business models. Um, (laughs) So you might know this. I did a business degree at uni, not as as in an MBA, but I did a um, business studies degree with specialization in marketing. And I learned nothing. I learned literally nothing that I've applied into my business. And every time I've even, 
before I figured out that it can be cool and sexy and fun, um, I just always thought, oh, business models. I don't know. How do you run your business? And it just felt like restrictive or I have to choose or it just felt really boring as a conversation to me. And you might know that recently we've been talking a lot about sacred money archetypes and different money personalities. And this is where it becomes really, really fascinating because I've been in business for a long time now and I've started many, many businesses over my whole life and a lot of them have failed. And I've seen a lot of people failing in business. I've seen people come in really enthusiastically and I've seen people crash and burn or I've seen people lose interest in their business or I've seen just lots of things that people fizzle out or they just don't want to do it anymore or they get bored and burn it all down. And so now um, that, you know, after I got certified in sacred money archetypes and then I've created my um, business course around it, is that your business model totally depends on your personality. It really, really does. And I can see sometimes crashes coming a mile off because someone has picked a business model unwittingly sometimes or they've been told to by someone else, and it it is not right for their money personality. It's not right for their money archetype. And now this isn't an exact science. It is not for sure. But there's no doubt that you can look at each of the eight money personalities in sacred money archetypes, and there are commonalities amongst business types and business models that work for different people and different strengths and different um, challenges. So that's what I want to talk about. I'm really passionate about this because, again, I always say this, but I, I do find it really hard to give business advice to people unless I know their money archetype because then it gives me information to see, you know, what could be easier for them and what will probably be harder for them based on what I know about their personality. And what's really important about that too is it's not just their top line personality, it's the combination of really their top three archetypes. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, um, go to denisedt.com slash quiz, do the quiz, it takes about 10 minutes, you'll find out what your archetype is, but you'll also find out about your um, your other archetypes too. So you'll get an email from me um, at, you know, I don't know if it's info at denisedt.com, but if you just search in your inbox at denisedt.com, you might see it in spam, or you can send an email to my team and they'll tell you what your spread is. But it will tell you and help you decide what will be a better business model for you. Um, And that quiz is totally free. So again, you can pause this episode, pull over in your car if you're in the car, take the quiz, denisedt.com slash quiz. Um, Also, you can get your team to do it, okay, because I've also recorded an episode about hiring using sacred money archetypes, and so it's really good to see um, if you've got the right people doing the right thing in your business, but it also, if you're even doing the right business model for you. So what is a business model? I should have started this at the start. So a business model just means how you do things, and it could include um, your your product or service, how you deliver things. Um, your marketing, who your clients are, what pricing strategy you're using, you know, what you're offering, how you run your business day to day. And your ideal business really should be in alignment with your strengths. And you can find ways to overcome your challenges by hiring or by, in a lot of cases, really eliminating 
or delegating or just letting go of things. You know, if you've read my book, Chill and Prosper, I talk about this and I say, you know, um, eliminate before you do anything. No one should be doing this in the business. I don't need to be doing this. This is not my zone of genius. I'm not good at it. I don't want to do it. Um, And then you can automate. You could, you know, find a software or something like that or a, a way to batch things. Then you could outsource, find someone else to help you with it. And then you can delegate and have someone on your team if you had a team. And I think a lot of people are reluctant to do this because uh, I think there's just a real guilt sometimes in making things easy. We've been told from a young age that it you have to put in the blood, sweat and tears to make money. You have to work hard to make money. And finding any shortcuts isn't a good thing to do. And so I'll see people be very confused about their business model because they're not used to finding that path of least resistance. They're not used to finding the chillpreneur way. They're doing things that other people say they should. Or sometimes we sabotage ourselves unwittingly by kind of finding the hard way to do things. And there's just a bit of a stigma in in making things easy sometimes. And you're totally allowed to design your business model exactly the way you want it. And you might think, no, 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 but I've got to do it the way my clients want. Or I've got to do it the way the market says. Or my industry says we have to do it like this. And what I've noticed over the last couple of years is that we had to get creative when we couldn't see each other face to face. So, so many businesses had to pivot and challenge accepted norms of how to do things. Like, for example, if you were a naturopath and you said, I can only see clients face to face, I can never do Zoom with my clients, that would be unprofessional. That would be, you know, not giving them the full attention that they need. And then the pandemic came along and you had to see clients on Zoom. You might have realized that some people prefer it, that you prefer it, or you might realize that you could do a hybrid, you know? And so that's what I mean by challenging those accepted views on how things should be done and designing it that works for your personality, your situation, your stage of life, um, challenges that you might be facing. And this is, I think, a, a, a good place to also mention that often we take advice from people and we shouldn't. <laughs> I'm so articulate today. But I, I did that at the start of my business too. I was like, well, I'll just do business like them. And not only taking into account different personality types, but you might have different situation. You might have a chronic illness. You might have caring responsibilities. You might have limited energy. You might have. You might be introverted versus extroverted. And so it's really hard to copy someone else's business model and expect it to fit for you. And so you have to have the introspection and the courage and the information sometimes to realize what what are all the different things that you could do and you're allowed to choose right so you're allowed to choose what products and services you offer how you deliver them Um, is it online is it offline is it long term is it short term is it in person is it not is it group is it individual you're allowed to choose all of those things and don't follow anyone who says oh it has to be done in this linear way You have to see clients face-to-face, then you can do a group, then you can do passive income or whatever. You might do it opposite to that. Sometimes people feel pressured into doing group programs when they really want to do one-on-one. Sometimes people feel pressured into creating a membership when they really want to do VIP days. So you can choose. You can choose and you can start really simple 
and complicate it later. But I just see people either um, doing things that they don't really want to do, doing too many things or doing things because they feel like that's what they're known for or that's what people want from them and not really truly giving themselves permission to do things in a way that lights you up. And another aspect to that is ideal customer. As I said, I've done a whole separate podcast episode about that. So look out for that about really choosing your ideal customer. That's part of your business model. You're allowed to shift and change that over time. Your pricing is a big part of it. You're allowed to be high end, low end, whatever you want. Same with your marketing. You don't have to copy everyone else. You can do it in a way that works for you. And same with team as well. And I've I've done a whole separate episode about hiring a team using money archetypes. You can have big team, small team, whatever. It, all of those things are customizable for you and it's allowed to be easy. It really is. But you can resist it because we all do it. All right. So let's take a quick break. I'm going to really quickly tell you about my business model, but I'm going to give you some advice based on different models that I see work better for some archetypes. And we don't have time to go into all of you know the bits and pieces for every single archetype. Um, but don't worry, I've got lots of resources for you as well to take after this episode. All right, I'll see you in a sec. Hi, I'm Laura of Laura Cruise Coaching and I live in Bedfordshire in the UK. I work with women in part two of their lives, i.e. the bit where they get to put the focus back on them so that they can identify and ultimately achieve their wildest dreams. Why do I do that? Well, because I think it's too easy to stop dreaming once you become an adult. Why can't you still follow your dreams in your 40s? I came across Denise a couple of years ago when her book Get Rich Lucky Bitch was recommended to me and I put it on my Christmas list. My kids laughed when they saw the title, but I told them to watch out because I too was going to get rich and be a lucky bitch. I love the way Denise writes and talks. It's like listening to a friend. The biggest light bulb moment for me is when she talks about getting really specific with your goals. Saying you want to be successful in your business is nowhere near enough. You need to know what that looks like, feels like, maybe even smells like. I often find myself dipping back into the book to help me get past a particular block. And of course, now with the podcast I listen to, I have a little bit of Denise in my life each week. I've recommended this book to so many people and actually got in trouble on Facebook because they thought my comment was offensive and that I was calling the other person a name. Oh, Facebook, get with the program. So thank you, Denise. I love the work that you do. and I can't wait to hear myself on the Chill and Prosper podcast. Okay, welcome back. So you might be curious about my business model. And also I find that some people unwittingly copy my business model without understanding the reasons behind it. I've created my business in a very, very deliberate way. So um, I've been in business full-time for about 12 years now. Um, I've made about $30 million, Australian dollars, and I've really done it imperfectly. I really sometimes feel like I still have no idea what I'm doing and I still make mistakes all the time. Um, most of my income comes from online course sales, which is my money bootcamp from Sacred Money Archetypes. Um from affiliate commissions, occasionally from running retreats every now and again, book royalties, event speaking, all that kind of stuff. So my business model is designed for my personality. I'm a ruler, maverick, romantic. And remember, if you don't know what these are, go and do the quiz. I explain it all and I explain what yours are. Okay, so go to denisedt.com slash quiz. Um, but I'm also an introvert and I also have three young kids. So I have had to design my business with multiple layers in mind, one for my personality and two for my lifestyle needs. And sometimes that changes over time, you know, so 
I started my business when I didn't have kids. I grew my business when I had babies. And now, you know, they're getting a little bit older. I'm shifting my business again to be able to get through the school years and to give the kids more energy, right? So my business model is mostly a one-to-many model. I do group stuff. I have um, community, a community. But here's the crucial thing. You might have wondered, if, especially if you're in my money boot camp, you go, why did Denise do it as a pay once program and not as an ongoing membership? And I'll tell you why. It's totally related to my money archetypes, to all three really, is that I didn't want to be hemmed in. I didn't want to be obligated to have an ongoing commitment. And by not making it an ongoing commitment, I've, I feel like I can, it's, I've got this freedom, but then I've run the course for 12 years. Isn't that so funny? Um, and I like doing things like with my retreats, for example, they're not ongoing, oh, work with me for six months, I'll be your coach, we'll talk all the time, because I don't have that personality that can hold space for people. I like quick and dirty, oh, quick and dirty. That's a nice tagline for my retreats, isn't it, my rose farm? But I... I value instant gratification and I value um, freedom, really. So when I, even when I do events and retreats, I'm like, we're going to come together for three days and then that's it. You know, there's not any ongoing coaching. There's nothing. You just come and you have this experience and then you go. And if you're a connector or a nurturer, that might not work for you. You might want to work with people more long-term. Um, and there's no right or wrong it's just creating those bits to work for your personality and then being really honest about what you can offer so you can attract the right people. You know, and I've had sometimes people who've like wanted to come to retreats and they're like, well, I want you to be my coach and I want to be, a, you know, and I'm like, I can't offer that. It's just not available. I'm not available for that without making them wrong, without making me wrong. It's just like, I just don't offer that thing and actually I've had people message me and go oh can you be my coach can I you know pay you for it I'm like no it's not my zone of genius and it's not my business model and so once you know this about yourself you can start to then uh, it's easier to say yes and no to things but also you just don't offer them in the first place okay and so my um with with all of the archetypes you have helpful and harmful behaviors that are going to sabotage you or they're going to help you, okay? And so for me, as a ruler, one of my harmful behaviors is overwork. I just want to do everything all at once, right? And I think I can do everything myself. But that can be really great in lots of ways. But for my business model, I have to create space for me to have big new ideas all the time. Same with my Maverick. Um, but without burning things down, okay? This is why I batch. This is why I batch my content. This is why I batch my podcast because I can do that. As a ruler maverick, I can sit down here. I can bash it out. I can be spontaneous. I don't need a lot of prep. That's a massive zone of genius for me. If I had to create content week by week, some weeks I wouldn't feel like it. Some weeks I would feel rebellious against it. Some weeks I'd go, I can't be fucked. I don't have anything to say. I hate my business. I'm going to quit everything. And so I set my business up like that because I know my personality. I know I can have these big bursts of energy and then I don't want to do anything. Um, and same with my romantic, which is all about instant gratification. I need lots of time to chill and think and dream. And I don't want to be on a schedule of creating regular content. So 
here's the thing though, my business is separate to me. My business is consistent. I'm not consistent as a person. So when I talk about business model, your business model is there to serve your customers and to make you money. That's what it is. It's not all about you as a person, okay? We find ways to create your business model to overcome some of those challenges and really enhance all of your beautiful strengths, okay? So the perfect business for you, it depends. And like if I sat down with you for an hour, we could totally come up with the perfect business model for you because we would dive into all your archetypes. We'd look at all your experience. We would look at your lifestyle factors. You know, how uh, do you like to work with people? Do you not? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? We would mix all those things together and we'd put a sorting hat on you and we'd be like, yes, okay, this is a great business model for you to try. And then you can tweak and refine, right? So you're trying to look for that sweet spot of your strengths, um, what you love to do and what your customer needs are. But what people do is that either they build a business based on their strengths or what feels fun, um, but nobody wants it, or you haven't set up the, the best business model for you to get that to market, or you do what you love, but you haven't really considered your customer needs, right? So we're just trying to find that little sweet spot there of trying to figure out how do we build this to make it like just a, yeah, just really a beautiful sweet spot for all of those things. So remember, it's allowed to be easy. Okay. So for example, um, a membership, right? A membership is something that you, uh, you're in for the long haul, right? And you create consistent content and it's all about numbers, a lot of people who have memberships, you have to be very mindful of how many people are coming in. What's our churn rate? I hate that word, churn rate. Um, and you have to be across those things. I've seen mavericks who can sell anything. Mavericks, you can sell anything, right? But they get to like month three of a membership and they go, oh, kill me now. I want to get out of this. Oh my God, I'm bored with this now. I don't want to do it. So that's an example of, cool, memberships can be great, but not necessarily for every person if you get sick of it, if you get tired of it, if you don't like that commitment. So if you are a maverick personality, you might just like quick things, quick and dirty like my retreats. You might like things where it's like intensives, like, you know, for a weekend, we're going to do this intense thing or it's a short course or something like that where you don't have that ongoing commitment. Ditto with, um, I see a lot of people then sell masterminds. Oh, I'll do a six, 12, 18 month mastermind. And I see it and I don't always tell people because I'm like, I'm not your coach. I'm not going to tell you. And I see them, they get to month three or four and they go, oh my God, I've got to spend the next 18 months with this person. Oh my God, I can't do it. On the flip side, right? I've seen people like nurturers and connectors kind of bullied into creating hands-off parts of their business. You know, oh, just put everything on autopilot, put everything on passive income, hire heaps of people, and then they're like, but I need that human connection. I want that ongoing commitment with people. And so it's not not about good or bad. It's not about, um, you know, black or white on this. It's just charge accordingly or find a better way to do it that gives you what you need, but without then falling into those sabotage patterns. Okay, so I'll see nurturers, they'll, they'll say, but I want to have really intimate relationships with my clients. But then the bit of their business model that falls down is charging or it's the boundaries. And so then they can only take on a couple of clients because each one 
has created this codependency relationship. So you can still have the connection that you need and still have that nurturing, but you have to make sure that you have other things in place too. So it could be beautiful boundaries or really changing up the kind of people that you're working with. So you're not attracting those people who are like this, you know, the stray kittens who you feel so super sorry for and you never charge. So you can see that there's a lot of different parts to this, right? And there's no right or wrong. It's about designing your perfect business for your personality. And so you've got to know what your personality is, first of all. You really do. And get that information about what your helpful and harmful behaviors are, what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then look at your business model and go, oh my gosh, I am an impulsive person. So I don't want to do this part of my business because it makes me feel bad. Or I've given up that part of my business because someone else told me to. I'm going to bring that back in. Or, oh, I want to deliver it in a different way. Then you have that information and you have that permission to do it. Okay, so your ideal business is having the team that you want, having the right pricing, having the marketing that feels authentic to you, selling something that brings you joy and that is a win-win for your ideal customer. All of those things is what really you're looking for. And it's okay to get it wrong. I've gotten it wrong so many times. Nothing's forever. You're allowed to shift and change. Give yourself permission to discontinue things, to finish up things, to quit, to refine and reset boundaries, to renegotiate with your clients, to let things come to a natural end, to shift what you've been known for, to pivot, to let people down. I know that's a hard thing as well. And to give yourself permission to do things in a way that brings you joy because then you can show up and serve more people. You can show up, help people change the world, right? That's what we're here to do, make money, change the world. Um, but I know it's going to bring up some stuff for you. So I, I I, love hearing about people's business model. You know, tell me, about, send me a DM if you want at Denise DT or, um, you know, do a post about this episode Tell me what ahas, we call them smahas in the SMA group. What smahas have you got about this? Are you in the wrong business model? Or have you been in the past, but you just didn't realize, you know, because you didn't know your archetype? And of course, we've got um, our SMA course. Of course, of course, we've got a course. Um, and the information for that is at denisedt.com slash SMA. You'll get to see all the current bonuses that we have and our deadlines and all the cool things. But we cover this very extensively in the course about how to figure out what a a good business model is for you and get lots of other examples as well. Now, don't go away because I have one final thought about this um, just after this break, this last break. I'll see you in a sec. Hello, my name is Tash Corbin and I teach consent-driven marketing and sales strategies to online business owners. I've been a member of Denise's Money Bootcamp for several years now. And the things that I love most about Bootcamp are that it is a deeply inclusive space and Denise's program is not built on toxic positivity or bypassing our real and lived experiences. Denise never tells us to hustle harder or burn ourselves out or subscribe to the patriarchal systems and tools that are pervasive in online platforms and the personal development world these days. 
One of the things that I love about Money Bootcamp is that it hasn't just helped me to increase how much money I make and how much money I keep in building my investments and savings, but it's helped me embrace a life of easy, lazy, and fun approaches to making more money and keeping more money. Money is fun for us to make, to spend, to invest and to give away and embracing the approach that Denise teaches has completely changed my life for the better. I am so grateful for Money Bootcamp. Hi, welcome back. This is my final thought. Um, Sometimes people in business think, well, if it's my destiny, it will just happen. If it's my destiny, it will be obvious. If it's my destiny, it will fall in my lap. And I don't find that to be the case. I find that in business, no one comes and taps you on the shoulder and says, oh, you should do this, or they give you permission to do something. You have to decide your next step. You have to decide to shape things how you want it. And I, um, I found this quote, William Jennings Bryan, and it says, destiny is no matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. It's not a thing to be waited for. It's a thing to be achieved. Oh my God, it really blew my mind. So that's William Jennings Bryan. Destiny is no matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. It's not a thing to be waited for. It's a thing to be achieved. No one's going to give you permission. No one's going to make you do it. And no one can stop you from making those little micro decisions. And sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not really big shifts and pivots. Sometimes it's a little change, a little tweak, one boundary, one little shift in how you deliver things. And really, you have permission to do it. You're allowed to make things easy and profitable and chill. That's what this whole podcast is about. This is what my whole work is about, my book, Chill and Prosper. It's about helping you find the path of least resistance. And it really starts with knowing who you are and what your archetypes are and giving yourself permission to do it in a way that feels easy. Ah, I can't wait to hear from you. That uh, quiz, link, quiz link again is denisedt.com slash quiz. Um, yeah, happy exploring, happy searching. Ah, see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.